0: for dinner podcast today we're going to talk about the west season 4 premiere and then get into the fourth episode of miss marvel and joining me today we are all just non-player characters in his video games
1: it's mo <sighs>
2: the crowd goes wild how you doing mo? welcome back yeah thank you so much for for having me on it's
1: mo streamer uh,
2: mo from streamer mo from streamer Ah. Uh, no thank you very much for having me on again i'm doing okay how are you
0: yeah i'm good i'm good talking about Miss Marvel, westworld two episodes i quite liked so that's that's mm. nice always nice to talk about things you like oh yeah definitely it's the alternative yeah
2: my day at work was so was busy and then i had my my half day today and i, I only wound up finishing Miss marvel half an hour ago so it's still fresh in my mind
0: that's good that's good um i mean you've not been here since the first episode, so I guess you have quite a bit to say on uh, well, um, on the show. Yeah, but you know what? Before we're gonna keep Miss Marvel towards the end because before all that, guys, I'm gonna give you the things you guys always come here for. The admin is like that's all everybody. If we had a YouTube section, that's all the YouTube comment to be where's the admin, where's the admin. So I'm gonna give you the admin. um If for some reason you're l- listening to our fourth episode on Miss Marvel and you don't know, we've been covering every episode this season with friend of the podcast Farida. Who's a big Kamala Khan fan? So please feel free to go back and listen to those episodes. Speaking of going back to listen, I had a couple of friends on, on Monday to discuss the big Hero episode of The Boys. So if you watch that show, please check that out. Mo, well, how far have you got in The Boys? Are you in
2: season two yet? I am waiting for season two. I'm waiting till I have. I've got four days off this week, this weekend. So I'm going to just binge it all and then try and get it finished before the finale. Over oh, on three now. Yeah, so. I haven't seen season two yet, so my plan is to watch all of season two in a day and watch because I've got screeners of season three uh, up to the finale as well. So my plan is to watch season two and then season three all. So you're gonna, I'm gonna race ahead, and I'm just gonna bang out sixteen episodes in like in like two three days. Four days, four days.
0: That's good. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to I you. I mean,
2: there's way there's more than sixteen. There's more than sixteen hours in in a day. So if I split if I split that over
0: four, that is true. but but that's a lot of the boys to consume in a day. I mean, that's,
2: that's it. anyway. But look, this is true. It took me. It took me what, like a week to, or or like two weeks to watch season one because I was like, this is way mm-hmm. too intense, and I was like, what the hell is going on? But um, I'm, and from everyone else, they were like, season season two gets more. Season two gets more. Apparently, is a lot more. Oh, I mean, it just keeps on getting.
0: Um, yeah, it just gets more. It just keeps getting more. The show just keeps on getting more. I mean, yeah. So. Um, i'm really enjoying this season um yeah and guys if you watch better call soul or barry or atlanta we've done some pretty good episodes on those shows in recent weeks so feel free to check that out right there on our feed um and if you're listening on a podcast app that allows you to e.g apple Podcasts or spotify please please rate and review us and tell your friends about this podcast and get them to rate and review us as well it's really it's very easy just Click on five stars. It's super easy. And also, please follow and subscribe to us, whatever platform you're listening on. That way you get notified when new episodes drop. For example, when Mo will be back in a, couple, in a week or so to discuss Stranger Things Season 4 with us. You get, that, you get that education. And we're also going to cover Thor. We're probably going to cover the boys' season finale and maybe Westworld again at some point. So, like, just follow us. That way you get notified. Um, So, before we go into Westworld, guys, so, I take my recommendations very seriously, as you guys know from recommendation episodes. I like to recommend good TV shows to people, and I personally think I've just watched the best episode of TV I've watched in a very long time. And I know that sounds hyperbolic, and I don't mean it to, but that's actually how I feel. Unfortunately, it's neither Westworld nor Miss Move, two episodes I really, really liked, but... I don't think people know about this show. And if you have the chance to watch it, please watch the bear on um, FX on Hulu. It's it's a really good show. It's a half-hour show. All eight episodes dropped last weekend. So essentially, it's four hours worth of TV watching. It's created, mostly written and mostly directed by Christopher Stora, who has worked on your favorite things from Rami to Dickinson to Hassan Minhaj's um, Homecoming King and uh, Bo Burnham special. So like it's really good. It's funny. It's it's basically what a half hour comedy is nowadays, which is like it's funny but also very very real and very very like like it's in that FX mode of like Ramy and Atlanta and all that. So yes, please watch the Bear. Um have you heard about the Bear?
2: I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. It's on the list of things that I need to watch. But now I've got I've got a backlog of things that I have to watch and review. Um, so the things that are already out, I need to be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh I I've just gotta find time to watch it. Yeah, of course. <sighs> uh yeah, it's the
0: problem, right? It's the problem where you like I mean, I don't want to sound like it's like you're trying to figure out things that you have to watch for work and then things you have to just watch because you want to enjoy them. So
1: Well yeah,
2: but, yeah. So my my thing is that I don't really um I don't really review things that I don't wanna watch. So that's why most of my reviews skew positively. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. most of my reviews skew positively anyway. So if I get sent something and I and I think it looks really really bad, I'll give the first episode or something a try. If I think it's still really bad, I'm just like, nope, forget it. I'm not reviewing it. It can sit in the inbox, <laughs> um, and I just don't touch mm-hmm, it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I get that. I mean, we say on this podcast that like, oh, at least I say on this podcast that we're not critics. We're just like fans who enjoy things. I don't necessarily want to force myself to watch something I don't like just so I can yeah. give a critical opinion on on that because mm. like no i mean uh, i respect critics way too much to actually do that to, like say i'm a critic oh
1: no! so at the same no. time at the
0: same, which is why again people on this podcast say that i've heard people say that we'll be like maybe talking about something that they haven't watched and we overhyped it which is like i, <laughs> I get that because we're talking about a lot of things that we enjoyed and you get passionate about things you enjoy and then if somebody hasn't what did they think you overhyped so i'm trying not to talk too much about the bear we'll talk about the bear I'm, i think we'll talk about it towards the end of the of the year when we're going like year end endless and everything mm. but I would say everyone should check out the bear. It's the episode I just watched. I don't know what episode it is. Just so you don't like, you're not looking forward to that episode or whatever. But even at its bare minimum, it's just an entertaining show, which is obviously all you need. Mm. And then it then has something for everybody. So, jeez, I haven't even explain what the show is about. <laughs> but the show is essentially set in this kind of kitchen at a. I don't. I, I don't know how to describe it because it's not like, like a kitchen show. But it's... oh. Not a no, it's not. It's not a It's not a restaurant, but it's like so it's like this family-owned. It's a beef shop, but I'm trying to describe how in context. It's not like a... It's not a Nando's, but it's also not just like a like chicken shop on the side of the road. If that makes sense, it's like it's an of institution like of the of the community and whatever. Anyway, it's set in this kind of restaurant, and then this guy takes over it because his brother, who owned it, killed himself and then left it to him in the wheel oh this is in the first five minutes no spoilers and then he wants to make this into because he used to work at like a michelin style restaurant he is quite talented and everything. And he wants to make this into a proper kitchen and a proper restaurant and all that so it's it has all the trappings of that whole we've watched a few movies i'm sure about certain kitchens about that that whole trying to trying to succeed as a Top star chef and the pressures and all that, but also it really really highlights what I like about it. It really highlights the creativity in cooking, which is just nice to see. But I don't want to talk about this like the big episode. I think everyone should please check that out. At the very least, I think you would enjoy watching it for four hours, even if you you're not blown away like I was at some point. So I haven't even finished this season. So anyway, let's talk about let's call it Westworld, shall we? So Westworld returned after another two years. <laughs> To your break, yeah. to your hiatus for its season four. Um, I don't want, and this is going to sound very, very antithetical because we're talking about Westworld. But I don't want to go too in depth into talking about the episode, like examining it, because yeah, again, it's just the first episode. And also, you have seen way more than I. How many episodes have you seen? Because obviously, I know you got screeners. I mean, they gave six. Four. four?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: and I know exactly yeah, why they I, gave four. I assume, yeah, I knew HBO would not give out all eight, so that was never going to happen, so I thought it was... Okay, mm. so you've, you've obviously seen four, I've seen one. On popular opinion, I actually enjoyed season three of Westworld. Mm. Like, I wasn't over the moon, but I definitely hated the way people did. But where did you stand on season three of Westworld? Or rather, right, what are you of Westworld? Are you a fan of Westworld? Are you I'm a, a hater of Westworld?
2: I'm a huge fan of Westworld. I really, really liked it. I, I still think it has the potential to
1: become this next big thing that people are only going to just start to get into now. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I
2: watched season three because of like the time commitment because i would spent seasons one, two and I, and I want to try and figure it out as well when I'm watching it. But um, season three was the worst, Mm -hmm. was the worst for me. So it went, it was like season one was here, season two, season three, and mm, it just kept on going down. And season four is I mean, is, is, yeah. is up is up here with me.
0: So you're saying season four has got back to the highs of season one? One hundred percent. Okay, that's one, that's
2: interesting.
0: That's interesting. 100 percent Even just
2: from the first episode. Um just from the first episode, I've got my notes from episode one. Is it it's a good episode it's
0: a good first episode. i uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good first episode. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that in a second. but one thing I was thinking about while watching and I'm sure there's an there's an answer here, but I can't remember it so I've skipped apart. I can't think of another show that has and this is not a comment on its quality but has reinvented itself the way Westworld has like if I showed you a still of if in 2016 when Westworld came out I showed you a still of season 4 which was Aaron Paul and Tandue Newton in like a city and I told you it was the same show as the western we were watching in season 1 like you'd be like what are you talking about this is not the same like it's whether I did it clumsily or not, I'm just I just found it very intriguing that the show we're watching now looks nothing like the show we're watching in, in in season one. But yeah, what were your thoughts on
2: on season so, season four premiere?
0: So yeah, without my, obviously going to into the other three episodes.
2: No, no, I definitely won't go into the other episodes apart from at the end. But <laughs> but I think season four <laughs> is it reminds me of why I fell in love with the show in the first place. Like it's got that element of mystery to it. It's got mm-hmm. the killer Ramin Djawadi sa- uh, killer soundtrack, his score. Incredible! Did you Incredible. hear video games, video games playing at the end by Lana Del Rey?
0: Yeah, well, I'm not a Lana Del Rey fan, so I didn't know what that was, but I heard but, later yeah. that was her song. So
2: I I heard it, and then there's another really popular song that comes in one of the other episodes. Um, it's really really mm-hmm. popular, but you know how each season they do a really popular cover. Uh, like last year, last season was with yeah. Wicked Games by the weekend. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, so I think like thematically the season is, is about games. The season is all about, um, yeah. you've got this whole idea of like now it's, it's the whole world is a playground, trying to figure out who's the host, who's not the host. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a game like that. And then there's games being played within the games that is, that I just think is really, really great. And, there's an element of, I, I think initially like the criticisms that I had with season two and season three was that they were too focused on trying to pull the wall over the audience's eyes, trying to keep the audience, trying to one up the audience and be smarter. Mm-hmm. But I think that this season t- it takes it back a little bit and really reminds you why you really like the show in the first place, because you've got everything from
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Dolores who now goes by Christina. Do you know the thing with Christina? Well,
0: Here's the thing, so I, mostly because I was very busy, and I also just didn't want to know too much about like the show going in, I'd stay away from all promotional material, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything, so even when, I mean, guys, by the way, spoilers for Westworld Season 4 premiere, if you haven't seen it, there'll be spoilers. Mm-hmm. So even when James Marsden's Teddy comes back at the end of the episode, I was surprised, because I didn't know that it had been announced that he was coming on. I didn't know that even Rachel Wood was going to be playing a new character um, called, quote-unquote, Christina, who they all claim is a human. So, I'm trying to actually not, like, I'm not going to watch the trailer, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to watch the show. Well, so, I don't know anything about Christina. Back to, back to your original question, I'm sorry for the long answer. Yeah, there's nothing
2: to do, it's nothing that's, it's not, it's not a spoiler thing, it's more of a thematic thing. Because the the character of Dolores, initially in season one, was based on this painting. Called Christina's as and it's this girl who's standing in a farm. Oh, okay, um, it's this girl who's standing in a farm. So she was an inspiration. So that painting was an inspiration for the character of Dolores. So thematically, you're kind of taking mm. um, Evan Rachel so, Wood's character back to her Dolores persona. Yeah. by linking her with that name, Christina, which I think is really, really clever. So is she was she an inspiration like to
0: the writers like Jonathan Nolan and yeah. Lisa Joy, or like in the world of westworld like to
2: arnold oh no no to the uh, to the writers to the show writers to the okay to the writers yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i think the thing with christina so it's kind of like telling me as an audience member that they're taking you back to to where it all started a little Mm -hmm. bit not obviously giving a lot away here but they're trying to they're trying to really kind of pull you in to remind you that this is dolores just in a different form Mm Mm-hmm um so
0: well i mean i I think isn't isn't the whole argument they've been making that this isn't dolores that is a new character or human being maybe i shouldn't talk about this because you've seen the other four three episodes let's move on (laughs) okay (laughs) um just while we're on christina stroke dolores quickly when ariana DeBoes came out that was genuinely surprising to me i mean again as someone who had not watched the trailers or anything i was like I did not know you were in this. It was obviously the best thing of Steven Spielberg's very good West Side Story. I was just like, I'm very happy to see you. Um, How are you in watching mystery shows? Are you someone that's like, are you on the Reddits? Are you trying to like figure it out before the show? Are you like looking at all the
2: clues? Well, it's it's a little bit different now for me. Um, I used to be on the Reddit, on the Westworld subreddit back when season one was premiering. Um, And I used to want to try and figure out everything. I used to follow all the theories, watch all the theory videos on YouTube, and I still do for for a lot of shows just to see. But now, again, I don't want to sound like I'm showing off here, but if I get a bunch of episodes in advance, it makes it a little bit less interesting to engage with them. But there is a show that's on now called Only... Well, because
0: you know more than them, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. so
2: I can't really engage with them, (laughs) because then I'll just look like a weirdo. Um, but there's a show now called Only Murders in the Building. Um, it's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah. And that's a mystery show. And, um, that's really good. So I, I like to try and figure out all the clues on that. It's a murder mystery. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, I'd recommend watching it if you're taking recommendations on that. But yeah, I don't really care about solving
0: the mystery. I stopped caring a long time ago, if that makes sense. Like I, like you, I used to maybe, I guess when I was watching fewer shows, I would go and watch all the YouTube videos and read all the things, but like, now, I just, I kind of want the show to show it to me. I don't want to figure it out. And I, I, which I guess, like, which explains, probably explains why I would like a thing like maybe Westworld season three in the moment. Because I I don't, I'm not thinking about the mystery too much. But then when I go back and think about what was that season, it kind of falls a bit more flat in my estimation and everything. But yeah, I've said it before, like, on all kinds of mysteries, whether it's like, for example, Only Murders or even Big Little Lies or... Any other thing. I try. And I always like to assume that the writers are smarter than me. So I try not to think about the, the solution and just let them give it to me. Um, and then if it's bad, then when, when you give it to me, I'll
2: decide that it's bad. See, my thing is a bit different from that because from my perspective, um, if I can figure out the mystery before it's revealed to me fully or before the show tells it to me, then it means that I've got more of a connection with the people, with the creatives behind the show, and I'm more inclined to watch something so i can pick up on their styles and different techniques that they'd use
1: oh okay so
2: for me it makes engaging i don't want to it makes engaging with the show a lot a lot better and it makes watching it a lot that better sense. of an experience for me but obviously if you just want to turn your brain off and just watch something to be entertained and that's like ideal yeah
0: i would like i like to like theorize maybe if i'm talking to somebody about something um speaking speaking of speaking of again speaking of mystery shows I think I've spoken about it in the podcast before, but if you haven't watched Yellow Jackets, please go watch Yellow Jackets. It's quite fun. I just—I don't know—I just came randomly to my mind. I described it like pretty to meets a lot of flies. Please check out the show. It's really, really fun and really, really like yeah, everybody does really good.
2: Sorry, just to say, I'm glad you recommended uh, Yellow Jackets because I'm just starting to watch it now. I've got Paramount Plus, Plus. Um, and it's all on Paramount Plus, so I'm just starting to watch it now. And how far? How far have you got? It's—it's it's on my watch list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you're, so, you're revving, you're revving to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow yeah. Jacket. Yeah, 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 okay, that's good. um Okay, so we don't see either Charlotte Hill, played by Tessa Thompson, or Bernard, played by Jeffrey Wright in this episode. We see Ed Harris's William, who I just immediately assumed was the host, William, but I don't know, there's some debate about that online, it seems like. Again, obviously, you've seen more episodes, so keep quiet. Um, like I guess I don't want to go too much into this episode because, like, again, with Westworld, like, it's the first episode, is table setting, a lot is going on that you might not even, there's maybe no point to theorize because, like, next week we'll just find out that we're completely wrong, so what's the point?
2: I want to say something quickly, so if you, so, do you remember season one where, um, I don't even remember his name now, but it was William's brother-in-law was saying choose white or black, the hat? Logan, Logan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're saying choose the the white hat or the black hat?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: In the train. And then you get Christina in this episode and she's being told she's asking white or black dress. So there's a little bit of a parallel there and she chooses to go with the light as opposed to William who went with the black hat. Yeah, I mean there's
0: also the well William goes with white doesn't he at the beginning of the like when he's first in well, the Well, he chooses
2: he eventually chooses black, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, eventually, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think, I don't think the use of flies, for example, were, was a mistake. I think that was meant to echo season one about how the hosts wouldn't even hurt a fly. and then mm. So maybe either the hosts are now using the flies as their method of whatever they're doing with the flies, taking about humans' brains, I don't know. Mm. They'll tell me when they want to tell me. <laughs> um, but what did you like from this episode? What were, your, what were your notes on this episode?
2: My So my notes go, white or black Dolores? Pick aside Christina. Everyone dies. Christina pitches stories. Oh wait, no, she designs games. (laughs) So she's designing games. So these notes are
0: going on. These notes are happening in real time as you're watching the show.
2: Yeah, I literally like that's how that's how I watch shows now. I just have my notes app open and I'm like, oh wait, no, oh this, oh wait, and then there's a lot of swearing because it's just my internal monologue (laughs) going onto my phone. (laughs) Yeah. So like the overall like theme of the episode is the theme of the season is games. Mm-hmm. it's this this cat and mouse game that dolores is playing or christina is playing with william and there's this element there and you're not too sure how it's all going to come together and what's all going to happen yeah i
0: i really like Maeve's new role as the retired assassin stroke spy who has to be pulled back <laughs> out for one one last job like she was like i was in my cabin i was in something for seven years and you guys have come and i'd I, I like i like that now Okay, I don't like. I said I don't talk too much about this episode because I don't want to tempt you to. Also, honestly, I don't even know how to talk about this episode, which is probably why. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. How do I talk about this without in a way that satisfies both my mental curiosity and also just like lets me have it? Like, let me let the creators give it to me the way they want to give it to me. But I, but bottom line, I really enjoyed this episode. That doesn't mean much from me because I enjoyed season three, but <laughs> this definitely felt like even as someone who liked season three while it was happening, like I do, I, I know that there were problems in season three. I know where I went back to rewatch the finale and I was like, Oh, okay. This, this doesn't feel right. Some parts here feel a bit not good. So I understand that. And I think this, this episode definitely felt like a, almost like a reboot of sorts. I mean, I mentioned how I felt like the show was reinventing itself, but it definitely felt like it was re-table upsetting. It was like, seven years, eight years time has passed and then it's just so it felt like a, a fresh fresh start.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to say if I could sum up this episode and this season in one word, it's restrained. That's good.
0: That's very good. good. If someone managed to restrain a, a Nolan with that's very good. I'm very happy about that.
2: It's it's very um this episode alone should teach you like it's not they're not trying to fool you or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. just trying to slowly welcome you back into the world and you can tell that they had to um that they took their time and they really thought about the story first and then the twists and, and whatever and they thought about where these characters are going to be, where everything, like where, like how everything's going to come together. They really thought about about all of that. Yeah, and it's
0: um, it's Westworld. It's it's from the brain, or at least half of the brain, of a Nolan. Like, there are going to be twists, and I want the twist. I like the twist, but mm. your stuff can be only twists Like, it still needs to have some substance
2: to it. I am going to give you a tease.
0: Oh, yeah, she's talking yeah. Yeah,
2: here's the tease. Okay. We are in the golden age of television once again. <laughs> I. D- I d- <sighs>
0: Does that mean Anthony Hopkins is coming back?
2: What does that That uh, just means that we're in the golden age.
0: Okay.
2: And that's your tease for what, the
0: next three episodes of Westworld.
2: That's my tease for the season. Ah, uh,
1: okay.
0: Anyway, just too cryptic. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, I are on the plane. And we're heading to Karachi. It's my first time. So um we'll be right back to speak about Miss Marvel. And we're back, and we're talking about episode four of Miss Marvel, titled Seeing Red, written by Sabir Pisada and AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey, and directed by Shamin Obeid Um, This episode finds Kamala in Karachi, in Pakistan, trying to figure out, well, to meet her grandmother and trying to figure out what all this bangle thing is about, right? What's all this bangle mess about? Before, actually, let me ask you this as a combined question, actually, Mel, because you've not been on since the first episode. What do you think of the show so far? Mm -hmm. And then, what do you think of this episode? Okay,
2: so the show so far, episode three was, I think episode three is still, for me, it was the best out of them. Mm -hmm. Because I really liked, so I really liked episode two out of one and two. And I liked episode three. Um, I think it goes, for me, it goes three, two, four, one. Okay, And I really liked episode one mm-hmm. as a whole. So it's just like speaks to how good I find the show. I think episode f- four in particular was really interesting as far as it was like the world building episode or the, the backstory episode mm-hmm. um, in some ways. But I also think that episode five and six, episode five is going to be more of a backstory because we're getting a bit of a hint that. Maybe this whole idea of Jin and these people in the neuro dimension are—it could all just be a bit of a farce. Like it could just all be lies. We're getting a bit of, a bit of those hints. Misdirect, misdirect, You think? Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Well, so you think uh, they're, that they're not, that they are actually not—that is what is actually no newer dimension. They are all from Earth, or what? What do you think?
2: Well, I think that I—I I, I don't know if this is a new theory or whatever, but it's basically. The, My theory is that it's these, it's the Kree that have taken these people as, like, to do experiments on them, taken these humans to do experiments on them, and have because we saw in Captain Marvel, right, that the Kree can implant false memories, Mm -hmm. so the Kree has likely made these people believe that they're from the Noor dimension, or from this thing called the Noor dimension, and that will explain their enhanced powers, but. Do in you, actual fact, yeah. And I do think it's leading up to to this whole thing of inhumans.
0: Do you know what I forgot about? I forgot that this had to connect to Captain Marvel in one way or the other. Like, I completely, when you said Creel, I was like, oh, yes, that's right. She needs to make sense for Captain Marvel to be involved in this. Like, I was so on board with the whole <laughs> Jane and Noah thing that, like, I completely just forgot that, like, mm. no, we have to understand why Brie Larson is here in the first place. That's interesting. I may
2: be worried about that. How will that land? Well, I think it'll land a lot better than the Jinn thing is landing because the, the Kree, the, the things with the Cree is that it links to the inhumans. And that's the big thing about her character is that mm-hmm. she's an inhuman. But the other thing with the Jinn is that some, some Muslims have rightfully said that it's not right to have her first, the first Muslim superhero from Marvel be related to this, mythical or this this mythological uh being in islam called jinn um so some people have said that that's not right i i don't see a problem with it but some mm-hmm. people have seen an issue with it and and i think that there's such a diverse muslim team behind miss marvel that they wouldn't want to do something that would potentially upset so i believe it is a mistake, yeah
0: i mean last week we did um, i spoke about that with farida about how i i from what I could, the little I could find out or the little I could see, it seemed like some people were not, like, people weren't totally on board with the whole Jane thing. Um, and she said, like, she kind of echoed your sentiments as well. She didn't see a problem with it, but she understood why people might um, take issue with it. What I think is, because in this episode, her does mentioned, like, which is something Farida kind of mentioned last week, was about how that the genes are not necessarily just bad people. And I think Farida's way of explaining it was like, they are humans, like, yeah. some are good, some are bad, and everything. Um, I mean, again, like I trust. I feel like, like you said, such a diverse group of Muslims behind this. I feel like they would be smart in doing something like this. Um, mm. it's it,
2: you can't. Definitely, over, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, you can't overestimate Charmine Obechinoi, who's the director's like qualifications for this. Like, she is an Oscar and Emmy-winning director who primarily focuses on like documentary work. Based in Pakistan and like so, like like, all art is good, but like, or rather, important, but like, important art, like actual documentaries about people that are, are struggling. So, like, you want to believe that she wouldn't take on a subject like this if they weren't doing it justice, or they weren't doing right by the Pakistani people and by the Muslim people. That might be me just trying to find something to to yeah. latch onto, and I guess we'll find out in the next couple of weeks if I'm just hoping or not, but. Mm. yeah it's like would she, after all the work she's done and all the documentaries she's made, would she now come and do a show that basically makes light of Muslim mythology or Muslim history or whatever, so it's interesting that, yeah um, I completely forgot about the Kree thing. I forgot, I forgot yeah, about and, that and, so and that's that I... Tr- I forgot I just forgot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot that like Crees and had to be involved in- no, I know, and I was I don't know if it's maybe. Maybe it's, obviously, as obviously as a Christian watching, I just, I just, I just taken everything they gave me like face value. I was like, Oh yeah, she's a Jinn. She will end up being a good Jinn. Maybe Aisha was a good Jinn. I was like, mm. oh, Okay, like I was, I just forgot that the crease had to play a part in this one way or the other. That was, yeah, my mind broke for a second there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think going back to the Muslim team handling it with, with care and sensitivity, it's not that it's disrespectful or inappropriate to talk about Jinn. It's just that it's such, a, it's such a weird topic to have brought up mm-hmm. that, like, obviously for Kamala, it's like, it's a thing of her nightmares. Um, but and for a lot of other Muslims, it, they're this thing of mystery. Um, so it's, it's a very, very weird thing to have brought up if it wasn't a misdirect. But I also think it serves as, a, as an important part of education as far as Islam goes, mm-hmm. which I believe is the reason that it's done in the show. Um, but I could be wrong again on that. I don't know. Um, but I, I do think that it's really, really interesting to hear other people's perspectives on it. Um, but as far as the horizon goes, I think that the Cree,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the Cree thing is is what I'm latching onto here because the Cree have to because this has not only got to link to um, Captain Marvel, the first one, it's got to link to the next Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Or the, It's called the Marvels, and it's got to it's got to link to Secret Invasion. Why doesn't why doesn't it link?
0: Is there a character going from here to Secret Invasion?
2: Well, it's the whole thing of scrolls versus Kree's. There's the Kree Scroll War that's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um so the so Secret Invasion is all about how there's different skulls that have infiltrated Earth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So it's whether or not there's gonna be so it's gonna it's it's gonna be an interesting one to watch, um to keep an eye out for. But as far as like a rating for this episode, I'd probably give it probably give it an eight out of ten. Yeah, I mean like
0: Anyone that listens to this podcast? No, we don't usually rate. So I'll take an eight. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, it, it, is, it
2: is good. Like, oh, okay, fair enough. I did think that the editing was a bit choppy in this episode. Like, I thought the green screen was a bit bad. Um But there were times when I was I was just watching it with my mum now, and I, and I was like, oh, green screen. When she, you know, when she and her grandmother were standing on her the grandma roof with that the wasn't
0: kites. that was that wasn't good. So did then so obviously yeah. I know they didn't shoot this I don't think well no I know I'm assuming they didn't shoot this in Pakistan, but like where did they shoot? I thought where did they shoot the exteriors and stuff. I believe they shot in Thailand,
2: Thailand, maybe?
0: Oh okay. Um yeah, the, the that sequence on, on the roof was was rough. It was very similar to the car one in, in the first episode. Um clients is something that like I didn't like about this episode. And I was I didn't I was surprised by this reaction. I actually really missed Bruno and Nakia.
1: Hmm.
0: And I was surprised about hmm. I mean, I like Nakia, but I was surprised I would miss them. So, And I think I missed, I was thinking about this, I think I missed them because I missed their interactions with Kamala. Yeah. I mean, I think she's interacting with I a think, lot of adults yeah. this episode and then Red Dagger Kareem, but really mostly adults. And I, I missed that kind of, Jovial interactions that she had with Bruna and Nakia.
2: Like, yeah, I I kind of I felt it missing in this episode. See, for me, I I didn't miss it because I thought that mm-hmm. this episode was more adult than the than the previous episodes. Like now she's stepping into the real world as mm-hmm. this superhero. Like you literally saw her building a costume with this uh, uh with her a little mask and this and cardigan mask, thing yeah. that she's Yeah. So so yeah. you you're seeing her step into into this thing as into the real world. So having those, so bringing it back to these conversations of of like a petty childhood, like a, pe- a petty like school fight with very zero real world implications. Yeah, Mo, um, those are that's a great point.
0: But I didn't. I don't want the adult show. I was I was in love with the coming of age. Uh, show.
2: I, I was
0: I was in, I was nestled. I was warm. Uh, I was happy with my coming of age breakfast club. So. You're making a great point, but I don't want to hear it. I'm <sighs> sorry. Um
2: Okay. Fair enough. I'll shut up on you.
0: No, no, I like I like I liked the this episode a lot, and I'm just saying, like it's just I was like, oh, I missed this entire I missed that whole I just miss the like you said, the younger, the more adolescent side of of, of Kamala in the, uh, in this episode. Um do you want to talk about Kareem and Walid or do you want to just skip all of that? I don't have much I don't have thoughts. I don't have a um, of thoughts on that whole thing.
2: Well, the whole thing with Kareem Red Dagger is that he is a love interest for Kamala and they set it up very early on. Um, they had that bit of banter between them. Um, mm-hmm. and the whole, the whole conversation about the scarf covering his big mouth and stuff like that. Like, you could tell that they're, that they're trying to set it up. Um, which is fine. Um, but I also, I think that more needs to get, I think that they need to just forget about the romance for a little bit and just focus on telling her story. Instead of her story, as it relates to another man or another boy, because her first, the first three episodes were, were defined by her relationship with Kamran. Now, this next, the next three episodes are going to be defined by her relationship with Kareem, which I well, don't like. Okay, I get, I understand that point. That's a valid point. But I guess, in defense
0: of the writers, you can say that they didn't necessarily. Yes, they pitched them as having banter in this episode, but they didn't necessarily like say this is going to be romantic. like when when cameron came into this show we're like oh this is a love interest right okay yeah kareem basically true, true. almost it feels of like he feels more like bruno in the way like they do the but like as someone who's watched more than one tv show in your lifetime or <laughs> read a comic like you know what the where the end goal is yes but like it's not it's not written like mm-hmm. that in this episode it's not written like
2: oh love interest it's just like here's a guy y- yeah yeah that's true. That's very true. I think it's just because I know Kamala's story and I know Red exactly. Dagger as, yeah, as a character, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I know he's going to be the love interest eventually, whether, whether it comes back for that second season to explore more with him or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. But, I can't wait to ask Farida what she thinks about, about Kareem Red Dagger, because if you've been listening, I you can't, know I can't she, wait to um, hear
2: Farida's thoughts.
0: <laughs> her main issue with Cameron is his British accent, so I wonder if that if that softened in terms of, of Kareem, anyways, but well, I'm not speak on her behalf. <laughs> um, so the end of this episode. This episode ends with has she gone back in time via
2: the bangle? I think Is that what we take? I believe it's yeah. I think it's a it's a I think it's a mind thing. It's a it's a vision that she's seeing in her head. So she's not actually um, there. That she's experiencing. I don't think she's actually there. No.
0: Yeah, no, can I just say that I found that whole sequence very, very affecting. I don't know if it's, I can't tell you why. Maybe it's the mindset I was in when I was watching the episode, but that whole thing, when goes in, just the, the um, hubbub of the whole, the train station, the little conversations we hear from all the family members, like people that can't travel with their family members because they're old or ill, and people that are never going to see their family members ever again. And then when they do that, when she goes on the on the train and do that whole expansive shit. I don't know if that's CGI or those are all actually people there, but to me it just I was very affected by it. Just like I think obviously as someone who grew up in Nigeria, I can imagine a situation like that in Nigeria. Obviously, not to that extent. Like yeah. partition is something that very few people can have had experience about or with. So like it's like I found it very affecting just to see all that and see the way these the actions of, like they said, one British man in the room or a couple of British men in the room affecting so many real life people that are never going to see their family members again I just found that sequence really really affecting Mm. and whatever I was trying to do it did it on me so yeah I I liked that yeah that whole moment in in the episode
2: yeah I think this episode for me was a bit of an emotional roller coaster every like from the moment that she's on the plane because I go visit I don't know if you visit your family in Nigeria often but I Mm -hmm. go visit my family in South Africa often and it's the it's that flight. Then when you get off the flight, it's the middle of the night or whatever. And then you've got your family waiting for you. And then you go to the house after a long car journey. And then you see everyone there, all your cousins are there. Your mom's telling you, let's go and visit. And you're like, I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. Um,
0: yeah. it wrong. Very real. Everything just felt real. There's nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like hundred percent. So, so, uh, so as far as, as far as an emotional, an emotional episode for me, this episode, and it started emotionally and it ended very emotionally. Um, So, I think Mm -hmm. it's, I think it did, it did, as you said, it did its job correctly. Its job is to make us feel. And that's what I'm saying about this episode was that this episode was the the adult episode. Like, you could tell tonally that the episode Mm was, was 100% aimed at people, like older people, or like the older audience, because it's her getting into the real world horrors of her life, her history. Um, and I thought it was, it was handled really well. Really? I
1: mean, you,
0: it's not a coincidence that this is the episode that Shamin is directing. You understand why they would give someone mm-hmm. of her pedigree and her history this kind of hep- episode to, to deal with. Um, I've mentioned before on this podcast how, for me, episode 5 of, of Marvel shows are going to become my finale because to me they're always the best episode <laughs> and then episode 6 ends in a big CGI fight. It's possible that that would not be the case in Ms. Marvel because there's there's a big CGI monster knock on wood um but like you said if episode five itself is another ten episode but maybe it's not my finale maybe it's an episode for an actual episode six finale i don't know but i would presume that episode five is going to be pretty emotionally just from where we finished episode four i feel episode five will have a lot of emotional baggage to deal with so That could be, I'll be surprised if she doesn't come across Aisha or her grandmother. Like, that would be, that would be very surprising if that doesn't happen. So, Mm. so yeah, I'm approaching like my finale, like I said, my MCU finale, episode five.
2: (laughs) My theory for episode five is that it's going to be her mother finding out or her family finding out that she is Miss Marvel Mm -hmm. or she is Nightlight. Mm Um, and then it's going to be, um, it's going to be Najma and the and the rest of the clandestine. It's gonna there's gonna be a reveal. It's gonna I'm hoping that it's gonna reveal that she's an inhuman mm-hmm. or she's a Cree experiment mm-hmm. rather than an inhuman. Um or like her genetically like Aisha was a Cree experiment, mm-hmm. for instance, maybe. But that's what I'm hoping that it reveals so that it gets all of that out of the way in episode five, so that episode six can be the confrontation and it doesn't have to do the reveals or anything like that. No more reveals. Um and then just episode six is the nice confrontation, and then a nice little coder at the end
1: with um, either Mr. Wilson being a scroll or Captain Marvel coming down. Why, Mr. Wilson? Oh, have I not told you this? No.
2: My theory is that Mr. Wilson is a scroll. I, um, I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's just your theory. You have no reason, just him. It's just. I, well it's it's because he's sort of so the previous scrolls that we've seen in Marvel they've all been basically like quite close to the protagonist mm-hmm. um so you had the you had obviously you had all the ones in captain Marvel um and then you had Ben Mendelssohn Talos who was quite close to Nick Fury mm-hmm. then you have um the scroll that we saw in WandaVision, who was quite who was like a friend of Monica's mother but she was just a random agent too. yeah, but on a personal level, I think like mr Wilson like the scrolls that the scroll is nice the scrolls are, are quite nice to the protagonist and i think that oh, he's going yeah. to be the one that recruits he's going to be the one that recruits her up and also scrolls are all about double identities right yeah so my this was like the the weirdest theory i've ever had but remember at the start when mr wilson says that his dad had his has had his name as well yeah his dad's name was like Gabe Wilson yeah. as well, so I was like, "That's a bit of a double identity thing going on, there, a double okay. name thing." Yeah. It's like f- it's like English lit, it's like English lit teacher level of reading. Yeah, you're so.
0: fully uh, in your Westworld bag right now. Like you're still thinking about Westworld. Um, well, your nice point isn't is important and interesting because my my suggestion was going to be Diva, but your nice point negates that. So maybe hmm, we'll see. You, I should know this, and I don't know why I don't know this, but I'm sure you would know this. Which comes out first, Secret Invasion of the
2: Marvels? Um, I believe Secret Invasion has got four months left of filming, um, and it was meant to. It's got four months left of reshoots, um, but they're not taking place like one month after the other. They're taking place like all at different times. So I believe they're trying to aim for Secret Invasion to come out early next year, and the Marvels will come out in July. Okay. Because I think Secret Invasion is trying to set up the scene for this kree Scroll war. And Monica is going to be in Secret Invasion? We don't know. We don't know that she's going to be in it. Mm, but we do know that... Um, I don't actually know what we know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't,
0: all we know about Invasion is just the cast, right? Which is Sam Jackson, Ben Middleston, um Emilia Clark, mm. Olivia Coleman. Jesus, what a cast. Kingsley Bernadette, I think. Um, Kobe yeah. Small obviously. Is this someone else I'm missing? Yeah. That's a ridiculous class, um, cast. My thinking, because obviously I'm at the end of WandaVision, that Cree agent, what does she do? She points up, doesn't she? She like says up, which I, which obviously I believe was a reference to. Was he, it was no way home. Sorry, far from home where you see Nick Fury in the spaceship. So I assumed Monica was, Monica Rambeau was going to meet Nick Fury up essentially. So I would have to say that maybe the post credit scene we do get in this scene is not one of Brie Larson, but maybe one that carries Um Kamala to Secret evasion. But maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too much work for her. I don't know.
2: No, see that's what that's what I think that's, th- that's what I thought the post credit scene. I thought that I think there's gonna be 2 mm-hmm. The first one's gonna be finding out Mr. Wilson's a scroll and <laughs> saying that Nick Fury wants to meet okay. her. I'm sticking to that, by the way. Yeah. I am sticking yeah, to that. That's good. Um uh, and then the second one is gonna be her is gonna be her meeting that da- uh meeting Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, um, in the space station.
0: Oh, so she would obviously. so she would go like so Mr. Wilson would take her to the space station.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I think it is. I'm I'm probably just being like hopefully like I don't know,
1: hopeful, after wishful, after I don't know. Hopeful, optimism? hopeful, wishful. Maybe all of them.
2: I don't wishful, know. wishful thinking. Wishful thinking.
0: <laughs> wishful thinking. That's it.
2: But uh, yeah, that's that's my theory. My my. I'll come back here in three weeks and figure out if I'm right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, do you have any 2 weeks actually? lectures? Almost here. Only five and six left. Two two weeks. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on Miss Marvel or even like Westworld? Anything we haven't mentioned before we wrap up here?
2: Um. I no. I just think that Miss Marvel is consistently the best disney plus show um mcu disney plus show consistently for me i think okay. that
0: i don't for me it is i, I think it's too soon for um, to go. no no i i guess it's definitely up there for me it's i think it's been it's been the best in a while definitely definitely
1: yeah
2: but like i think and i think it's as, as i said it i think it's at the very start when i first came on this podcast one of the first things I said was that Miss Marvel is a show that understands how to do episodic storytelling. So it it has, like, each episode is pretty self-contained, but there's an mm-hmm. overall overarching storyline. So you had the first episode, which was getting her powers, the second episode, which was learning how to use them. Third episode was The Wedding. Fourth episode is Pakistan. Fifth episode will be Pakistan Part 2. And then the sixth episode will be Back to Jersey. So I think it's, like, it... So you can you can pick and choose like it's it's gonna be an easy show to just dip in and out of.
0: Thank you very much for coming on board, Mo. Thank you for having Talking me. about it was a very this was a, this was a last minute call up, so thank you for agreeing to do this.
1: Oh, it's all good. It's uh, all good. I'm
0: very, very glad to be your last choice. Yeah. Well <laughs> last joke to be hard. There was one more I'm person joking. below you, so so last is a b- okay, yeah, right? Like, so yes, yeah, second to last, come on, second yes. to last.
2: Oh my god, that's yeah. that's. I, res- I respect that's
0: you. A... Come on. <laughs> oh sure, uh, okay, okay, awesome. Anyway, so guys, I mean, not like I feel like anyone has this. you you're here because of Mo, but if you're not, please check out his platform streamer. That's S T R E A M R on Twitter. It's streamer. He's Mo from streamer. I believe they're on Instagram now.
2: We are. We are on Instagram, that's at streamer news, so same on Twitter as well. Yes actually, but yeah.
0: Yeah, check that out. And then they have a new podcast which is What's Streaming now? What's What's streaming?
2: streaming? I'm not in charge of the I'm not in charge of that. I'm that's someone else's thing. You can get Josh on the podcast at some point. Oh I mean Josh is always on the podcast. That's his it's his baby. But um but yeah, I think um I think yeah, you can just find me on Twitter, Mo um, from Streamer at uh, Streamer News um and yeah we'll just keep on covering things that are Mm -hmm. streaming hopefully (laughs) if we don't lose our press access Jeez, knock on wood uh
0: there's a weird stranger who looks very much like james madston standing outside our window so we have to head out so please check back in with us next week when we'll be joined by daniel career bye guys